Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to this. It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or indeed the game too seriously. I'm JB, alone in the rugby dungeon, but joined down the line by Tim Cocker. Tim Cocker, how are you? JB, I'm very, very well. I'm having a, a, an R&R day after a wild four days. Thank you for keeping up the pods. Uh, I, I, was, I was trying to join when I could, but it just... Hey, you've been busy, mate. You've been busy. Four games in four days in four different cities. Now, do you know if like there was a Hollywood film and they decided that they're going to do a scene where the action hero has to hide out in like a French town somewhere, in a little French village in a French house. This looks exactly like where you are. <laughs> exactly. Like Jason Bourne would be hiding out there or something. It is a gorgeous part of the world, I've got to say. No, my aunt and uncle have got a little place um, in a place called Nole, which is near a lovely town called Bone, which is in central France near Dijon and basically after carting uh, the, the van from Marseille to Saint-Étienne to Lyon to Paris to Lille. Actually, I did the train. Um, I, I did the train from Paris to Lyon there and back. But after carting the the camper van hundreds of miles, um, I've, I'm, I'm coming to stay in an actual house for a, for a couple of days. Has van life got a little miserable for you yet, Tim? <sighs> I'm not going to say miserable because I, I appreciate it. My God, it saved me a, a ton of money. Um, but it, 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 it's trying. I will say it's trying. So the other the other day, I, when I was after the game in St Etienne, when autumn finally arrived in, in France, it was beautiful today, but it was horrible that, that one day, the Argentina-Samoa game, which mm. wasn't, wasn't a lot better as a game. I stayed at this little stopover place where camper vans could go. I didn't realise it was right next to a wildlife park. And at 5.30 in the morning, freezing cold, <laughs> I was woken up by um, monkeys just oh, screaming. Oh, really? Howler monkeys yeah. and gibbons and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I think this camper van business is marvellous. But if you're going to throw yourself into it without knowing what, you, what to do, I mean, you've actually got a camper van, haven't you? So you're actually fairly prepared for this. Well, I've been Ford very kindly uh, lent me one. No, no, for, uh, for but the tournament. don't you have an, don't you have one other than this? Does, doesn't no, 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 I was going to use I was going to use my dad's. Yes, uh, that's right. Home. I think yeah, so you've no. got to be experienced with it because otherwise, I think it can hit you like a bit of a train, like three or four yeah. days in. It, it can hit you like Peter Stefter's toy hits hit Johnny Sexton all Oof. Saturday night. So I guess we've reconvened because we've not spoke to you for 
three days whilst you've been doing unspeakable things and drowning your sorrows, and as well uh, as, as well as celebrating England's joys through the medium of alcohol. Um, what have you been doing, Tim? I guess the floor is all yours. Uh, so uh, it seems a long time ago now, doesn't it, that Antoine de Pont fractured his jaw? But I was in Marseille for that game. Wow! Uh, and the, yeah, it's like just, a got, just got to say the general um, atmosphere in stadiums, the general spectacle that France are putting on. Like when, once you're in the stadium, I know there's been issues with people getting into stadiums. Still, there's still some teething problems. But we know on a WhatsApp group, a friend of ours was at the Wales Australia game last night, and they had serious issues getting out and back into town. So there's still some teething issues they need to sort out. But when you're actually there, the, the actual spectacle, the rugby spectacle, the theatre of it is absolutely awesome. And that the atmosphere in that Marseille stadium for the France game was incredible, only bettered by the game in Paris on Saturday night, which uh, you and Phil did, did a brilliant job at, at, at talking about. And yeah, I'm, it's the most incredible rugby experience I've ever had. Uh, it was it's a special unbelievable. game. A special yeah. game. I think it's, in my mind, I'm thinking, is it the best game of all time? I think it might be. It might be. But of course, this is this is the mad thing, isn't it? Ten days from now, uh, well, no, actually, yeah, ten, twelve days from now, it could mean nothing if Ireland don't actually beat Scotland because Ireland could still get knocked out if if Scotland beat them by more than seven points. Imagine then Ireland, Ireland could be out. Isn't that mad? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And this is what exactly what we live for. Exactly what we live for: the yeah. cut and thrust and the drama of sport. Yeah, and I, I, I can't. I don't know if this is the first time ever that a Northern Hemisphere team has been on top of every single pool. Is that right? That's a good fact. England, Wales, Ireland, France. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Bloody hell, I've never, I've never even considered that. Yeah, and the All Blacks feel because they've only had that one game against France and they're not likely to play again with some serious anger, are they? Until the quarters, they feel like they just haven't fired a shot. And they're not going to for a while. Well, they've got Italy on Friday. I'll be at that game in Lyon. Nice. Um, so Italy have got basically New Zealand, then France. Good luck, boys. Uh, yeah, good luck, lads. Um, well, uh, hey, at least it's in their hands. Well, that is true. Win two games and then they're in the quarterfinals. Um, and they can lose to South Africa. Or no, they lose to Ireland. That'll be good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. But it's... Yeah, the, the the big games keep on coming. I mean, it's just the, the skewed draw, again, just keeps coming up. But I actually, I quite like it because it's keeping things going. It's the, this this weekend coming up is the one where I'm like, particularly after the highs of last weekend, the weekend just gone, this weekend's going to feel a little bit meh. Well, the first weekend was great. The second weekend, not so much. Last weekend was amazing. I, I think, you know, it's just the highs and lows, isn't it, of World Cup rugby. But... You've got to acknowledge, I think, that the World Cup is getting more and more competitive, isn't it? I mean, like, even the worse-off teams are starting to really put up a good fight. And it's no longer watching, like, a bunch of amateurs. The guys that we're seeing now for Chile and Uruguay, uh, I won't count Namibia in this, I don't think they're in the same league, but, like, Japan... No, Namibia and Romania, you can kind of exclude from this conversation. Yeah. But everyone else, these are legitimate teams that are good to watch. Yeah, Portugal went from scoring their, their first ever World Cup try to scoring their first ever World Cup points. Christ, and yeah. Could, Port- could very easily have won. Yeah, which is remarkable because everyone talks about Georgia like they are the absolute boys. And, you know, it looks like Portugal have got something to say. 
Yeah, that that that's going to hurt Georgia big time, particularly if they they don't really manage to stay close to Wales. It's um it's going to be a really bad World Cup for them because they were targeting, particularly when you look at the pool. I think they were thinking they they've got an outside chance of maybe springing a surprise because Wales eighteen months ago were an absolute mess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, that, that, but generally, it's it, it's been a fantastic competition. I'm I can't wait for the quarterfinals. The semifinals could be a little bit of a letdown, but. Um, mate, it's awesome. It's okay, awesome. Okay, so let's just address why were you not on the podcast last night? And oh, was it last night? Yes, it was last night. Yeah, so last night was Wales. Tell me Australia. about what you were doing after the game because this is really interesting. Well, yeah, so Wales was, uh, after the games, um, and previously on the last time I was on after England's game against Japan, you started the podcast and I, I did the duties I had to do and then I and then I came and joined you when I could. Mm. It's just by the time I was finished last night, because there was so much interest and so much to do, the, the Eddie Jones press conference was dynamite. I've never seen a press conference place so <laughs> packed. And it was Owen Slot from the Times uh, asked him a question at, at which point. Oh, no, so firstly, someone else asked him a question about the r- rumours of the Japan job interview. Just and before he, we he continue, do you think yeah. that is... Do you think that's real? Because he says it's not real at all. If he... He, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. I was in the oh, room. Oh, go on, go on. So what, did he, so what, I watched the... what he said was, what he said was, his exact words were, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. He didn't say, no, that didn't happen. Well, if he says, I think that's the same thing, right? So if he says, I don't know what you're talking about, and he's had that interview, he should be fired? That That is... Well, he, lie, also, he also... Um, Remember, he was the he was in charge at the Stormers when he was rumoured to have interviewed for the England job, and he gave a speech in a press conference going, "Man, I'm totally committed to the Stormers, mate. I, I, I woke up and looked at Table Mountain this morning, mate. Why well, I don't yes, want to go." I that. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a week later, he was gone. Look, to be honest, interviewing for a job is like if he was invited, we'd love to have a chat with you. Do you want to have a chat? I, I don't actually don't see the problem with Eddie Jones having a chat because, um, you know, Australia could just ditch him. If, uh, he, he, you never know. He might be in a situation. I don't see the problem. If he's yeah. gone and courted Japan and said, look, I, I want to try and organise myself a way out of this because can I, you know, can I get a job? That's, that's, don't, don't you think it's a little different dynamic? Yeah, I do completely. Put, I... This into, put this into your own world a little bit. Having chats with people about potentially working together in the future is not... That's just how business works. Yeah, I do disagree with that. I think... The use of the word interview makes it sound like a formal process, doesn't it? Like, yeah, he's been offered an interview. He knows what it is. In he comes. If they said, look, have you spoke to Japan? And it's like, yeah, I have. I've always been close to Japan. Uh, I've obviously, I'm half, Jap- I'm half Japanese. I coached the team. They wanted to have a discussion and I wanted to assist with however I, however I could. However, I am committed to Australia is probably a better answer than I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Sorry, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to edit that. My accents. No, 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 no. Don't leave it in, JB. Let people hear <laughs> no, the accent. Let people no, hear the going. accent. Let up. people hear it. That's what the people want. No, they don't. No one wants to hear that. So, so just in, in my job, um, because, well, I'm, and I know it's slightly different. Well, actually, it's not that different. Being a coach and being like a radio presenter or something, it's fairly similar because you, you're a soldier of fortune sometimes and you go, you go from no, job I thought to you just, job. I, I thought you were going to just say that you pretend in front of a large amount of people because that's how I coached. <laughs> But I will, so I have a job, I'm under contract, I'm very happy, but I'll still go out and have coffee with the bosses of other radio groups. Yeah, because not only that, you want to know what other radio groups are up to, don't you? Yeah. 
And I just want to, like, you, you sort of get a sense of, oh, things might be moving there. That might, that, that might be worth a conversation again in another year's time because just Eddie Jones has a contract and Australia can ditch him. So anyway, the, the, the issue was that the journalist from the Sunday Morning Herald, and I'm not knocking them, it's a great story, what a great get, but the timing of that was, was horrendous. And you wonder what difference it might have made to the Aussie players uh, who I did ask a couple of them when they were coming to do the mix zone afterwards. I said, you know, did you, did you, did you, I said to Richie Arnold, did you, did you talk about it? Did you mention it? No, I don't know, don't know mate. I, I, I don't really understand. They, they all batted it back like they didn't know anything about it. Which sure, I just whatever. Don't believe. Don't believe. Well, you know, if, yeah, who knows? But, um, but what else would you say to a jet? Of course, that's what you'd say. That's what I'd say if I were in there. If I were in yeah. their shoes, he's a snake. Yeah, I think. Um, he could, yeah, I think there's better ways to answer it. And I think if he's found to interviewed, properly interviewed, after saying I know nothing about it, and it's not just nothing about it. It's like. Nothing like I'm fully committed to Australia. I've told you I'm fully f- committed to Australia. Mm, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. But he does have every right to talk to whoever he wants. But if it's a full now, uh, the, the decisions Eddie Jones has made have backfired. The lack of experience, the not having a backup ten for Carter Gordon, and then you ditch Carter Gordon. You play Ben Donaldson for fifty minutes, then you put, then you get the Shepherd's crook out for him and put Carter Gordon back in. It, it, there's lots of things that have been bad decisions. I will. I, I just want to temper the, the the Eddie Jones hate a little bit. And I, I used to temper it when he was England head coach. I was critical, but I was I was sort of you know tempering it a little bit as well. Mm. Uh, Australian rugby is in an absolutely shocking state. I don't think they should have necessarily got rid of Dave Rennie. However, I don't think for a second they were ever in a position to win this World Cup. So I do understand Australia rugby going, we're in a mess, we're the fourth most popular sport and there's a growing level of apathy in Australia. We've got the Lions in two years. We've got the World Cup on our own soil in four years. We need to do something. Yeah. You can agree, you can agree disagree you know, whether Eddie you, when, Jones was the right thing. But. When you treat your star player like absolute dirt and you show that you're not a sport which values loyalty or, in fact, anything else which I would value, the, you know, the treatment of Israel Falau alone would mean I would never, ever back Australia. You know, if I was Australian, I, you know, what you ask these boys to do, well, you think about the concussion debate, which I don't really like, but... We know there's an enormous amount of risk which which is involved in this game. So if you just to cut adrift one of your all-time best players, remove not just cut him adrift, um, you, you humiliate him, you remove him from the history of the sport. I mean that does tell you a lot about the organisation, um, you know what it actually stands for. They ultimately sacked him because the head of Qantas is gay, and they didn't want to you know, continue with the sponsorship, and that was it. And you think well. That's not a team I'd ever want to support. Sorry, lads, you're on your own. I can absolutely Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the fill role here and, and just say uh, there was a code of conduct. I don't, might not necessarily agree with the way it was done, but there was a code of conduct, which he was previously warned about, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, Hey, code of, con- so co- code of conduct or not, you know, Deny reality, can't deny the consequences but, of denying reality. But I'd reality. say more, more on this. The, 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 one of the strangest things, which I remember thinking uh, on, on Saturday when I was thinking ahead to that game, was on the train. I was just sort of looking through and I went, hold on, Dave Parecki's the captain. And then, I, and then I went through the chain of events that led to that. And it was like, hold on, um, Will Skelton was captain and Tate McDermott was vice captain. Will Skelton was out injured, so Tate McDermott became captain, right? That that makes sense so far. Then Tate McDermott was injured for a game, couldn't play, so Dave Parecki was captain, but then Tate McDermott came back in and wasn't captain or vice-captain. It was just... It, it 
some of it just doesn't seem to make sense or give the no. impression that there is any sort of coherent plan. And I mean, I don't know whether you've seen any of the footage of the Australian players on the pitch afterwards, like Will Skelton in tears and um, is it? Well, I can't remember the guy. Is it Rob Frost? No, what's his name? Nick Frost. Yep. Um, the second row. The second row, who actually looks like quite a good player. And that's think, one thing. Eddie, well, that's one. That's one thing Eddie did say in the uh, press conference. I'm not sure I'm totally convinced by him, but he, he was going. Some of those guys, mate, young guys, they, they they're going to be world class players, mate. I think he, he might whacked. be right. You know, I think he might be right. I mean, it's good. it's a hard old slog for Australia, but I think he might be right because you know, being that young, being exposed to World Cup, I. I I was talking to uh, an Australian friend of mine the other day who knows his rugby. We had a good old chinwag about things. And he's like, yeah, Cos Gordon is legitimately great. Like, he's going to be a very, very good player. And I think the biggest hope for Australia is they haven't damaged these guys too much. Because yeah. there is a trauma involved with this. You think about Matthew yeah. Tate or somewhat, some, something like, like that. You know, there is a price to be paid. And this can go one of two ways. They learn from this. And I, in that case, Eddie's completely right. They're going to be a great team. But let's temper it. I do not for a second give anyone credit for only building for every four years. I think this is a very destructive thing which they do in rugby. It's all about the World Cup. It should be about, it yeah. should all be all about all the time. Well, Warren Gatland's, just to flip it over and give Wales massive credit, you know, as you did on the podcast, rightly so, uh, they were in a similarly messy position, maybe even more of a mess. Well, no, maybe not, but a similarly messy position. Yeah, they are in a right mess. I mean, they've got. Um, they have got all the sexual assault allegations floating around. Oh, let's, no, we don't need to go down. Let's just talk, just talk got, about the rugby. It's an yeah. absolute mess. But Warren Gatland has actually done, has had a similar philosophy to Eddie Jones, but he just hasn't been quite as radical. Yeah, well, I wonder, do you know one of the things we'll never know, the, the counterfactuals, had Australia been in a pool with an island or a South Africa or a France, something like that, would he have been quite so bold? I think he thought that he could look like some kind of rugby savant genius, <laughs> picking these youngsters and still managing to get to a well, how, final. How will this for counterfactual? What if Wales kept Pivak and Australia kept Dave Rennie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, where, where does this land then? Wow. But yeah, back to Wales. You are right about them being in the mess. They had a player strike not so long ago. You know, they've yep. got lads without contracts. They've got ever-decreasing budgets in... The regions, you know, the, it just goes on and on and on and on. And we used to joke about it, but the whole point of the Welsh team was to give the Welsh players a break because their life is so terrible at the regions that going to international is you know, a breath of fresh air. So, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah. what, that group are incredibly tight you when tell. you hear them talk about each other and... Uh, it's, it's really little things, like in the, in the mix zone. So the way it works is the... You have the, the head coach and the and the captain come and do the general press conference. Then the official broadcasters get a little bit of one-on-one time with, with, with whoever they choose. And then basically the whole squads walk walk down this little runway in front of these uh, advertising boards. And, and basically you can just kind of grab anyone you want. Um, oh, that's cool. So you just sort of, uh, I chatted to a few people last night. So from the Welsh team, it was Aaron Wainwright and Gareth Anscombe. Oh, nice. And a couple of others. Anyway. Well, so, by the way, just when, as you're talking, talking about yeah. Gareth Anscombe, what a night for him, eh? Absolutely amazing with everything he's been through. And yeah, it, well, he was, you could tell just how happy he was. Uh, rightly so. I mean, and he, he spoke 
and this is what I found really interesting, the, 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 the relationship, you can just sense it. There's something palpable with those Welsh players as they were walking past each other. One of them was, uh, say, Gareth Anscombe, for example, was, you know, I was still chatting to him, but Josh Adams had finished and he walked past. The kind of the warmth and the little jokes and the and and just like the there's just something you can't really put your finger on but it's like oh these guys they they like legit love each other well just and, think about say Dan Bigger as a character i mean i'm lucky enough yeah. to have interviewed the guy a few times like the guy is really really inspirational i yeah. ju- and i think that rubs off across i'm not saying it's Dan Bigger that's inspirational but i think if you've got a couple of characters like him five or six characters like him i mean how hard are you going to play for each other yeah, absolutely. And there's a mixture of guys that had a point to prove because they were being written off. Um, yep. Tilupal Faratau and Aaron Wainwright and others are like, oh, have they have we seen their best days and and they're rolling back the years. And then we've got other guys. I chatted to Henry Thomas last night. And, <laughs> you know, I remember him. I was the yeah. match announcer at Sale Sharks when he, when he was like I'll, a 19 year old lad. Did he remember you? Yeah. Did he? Good yeah. lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And, like, he was... Um... Yeah, you could just. In fact, it was it was Alfie, the the colleague from Talksport, who was chatting to him, but um, who was doing the interview bit with him. But he like he, you can imagine how happy he is. He's playing international rugby now at a World Cup. His family were over and watched him play in a in a record win against Australia. Yeah, like they, they and don't they now look like they're a semi final team now, aren't they? Pretty Argentina. Um, ooh, I, well, let's not count our chickens. I think that Argentina will put up a sterner test than they did against England against anybody because. Hey, say what you like about that Argentina performance. I don't think that is a good reflection of who they are. Yeah, they were better, but not great against Samoa. Yeah, but these are the guys that we, they locked in a hotel room for two weeks and they beat the All Blacks. You yeah, know, don't write true. them off. They're a good bunch of boys. It's very, it's very true. One of the starkest things was how kind of excited I was watching England against Chile. I, I knew, obviously, it's the lowest ranked team in the competition, but the the way my my sort of the way I was thinking about and judging that England game, um, which I was watching at the Stade de France in the media room. I was like, oh, well, that's that's good. That's really encouraging. I wonder if we'll get... Anyway, and then I watched... I remember turning to, to the person sat next to me, um, Alfie, who was sat next to me at the Stade de France, and um, and I just said, uh, after five minutes of Ireland, <laughs> Ireland South Africa, I went, 
everything I said about England, just forget it. <laughs> this is this rugby is something from another planet. It's so true, isn't it? It's so true. Same with Wales, Australia. It's like, hey, it's a very nice game. Hope you enjoyed it. But that wasn't the one to. I mean, that's not the one to worry about. None of these, none of the teams that you've mentioned there: England, Wales, Australia. Anyone really has anything unique about them? France, South Africa, Ireland are unique teams in different aspects. Well, well, this 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 analogy, uh, I thought was a brilliant one. I can't take credit for it. Um, it's, someone said it to me that rugby at the minute is like Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic all at their peak Ooh, nice. with France, Ireland, South Africa. Yeah, that's a really which would analogy. make which would make New Zealand Andy Murray, and I don't know what player it would make England. Juan Martin, Del Potro, Some, or somebody, somebody, Marion Chilich, Marion Chilich, a, a perfect analogy, perfect. But yeah. I like that because this, I think most World Cups, because I think South Africa are better now than they were four years ago, and most of any one of those teams, this France team, this Ireland team, this South Africa team, at another World Cup, say four years ago, that they I think they're the the standout head and shoulders best team. Yes, I'd agree. I totally agree. Well, not head and shoulders, but they are the best team. They they would be on their own as the clear favourites. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, I can accept that. So, tell me this, who else have you met? I, 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 I want to know the inside gossip. Which big rugby names have you bumped into? Big rugby names that I've bumped into? I mean, you've into. already bumped into Kieran Brooks. Yeah, when he was half cut outside the Marseille Stadium, that was yeah. awesome. No, and then apparently, according to somebody I know who knows him, he went missing for an hour. What? Yeah, went went missing. Hmm. Hmm. By the just by the way, Marseille's grown on me, mate. I quite like it. Okay, I think you've lost the plot, mate. It's too, it's, too much. It's edgy. Around. It is honestly. It is really edgy. But here's one thing. So after that France Namibia game, um, I parked the van somewhere. I managed to find a parking space, which is a miracle. And uh, it was in not the best part of town. But I mm-hmm. thought, well, then I went for, then I, you know, went for some few drinks, came back to just go and crash in the van. And I realised I'd left the window wide open Uh-oh. on on the pavement side. And bearing in mind, like, my passport's in there. Oh, imagine. The money, like, equipment. There again, you do have a camper, no. you, you do have a camper van. I mean, maybe, you know, post your phone back home, burn your passport and just live the free life forever. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good just, point. Just, just drive off into the sunset. You've got everything but, you need in a van. But everything everything was there. Well, that's good. I am delighted because it could have turned um, out very differently. <laughs> Mike Phillips um, saw, 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 Mike, saw Mike last night. Oh, awesome. How is Mike? He's, he's very good. Still uh, still got it. Still got it. And, and Reese Patchell, um, oh. looking like Pr- Prince Harry. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? And I'm um, just trying to think. Oh, God, I uh, Sterling Mortlock was there. Good spot. Do you know who's on TV the other day? Which is a good spot. Fabian Palouse, and he looks resplendent. Oh, that's great. Yeah. In fact, I was, I was thinking about this today. So I went to this lovely little town called Bone, like a gorgeous town. And and basically, I sort of went, when I when I get older, I want to be a middle aged Frenchman. Interesting, because they they are so. Like you know, they just dress incredibly well. They mm-hmm. just you know, when they get that salt and pepper in their hair and their beard, they just look amazing. Yeah, and they just have that, that you know that walk that just like real graceful walk. Like they don't have a care in the world. They are like, the they are the opposite time. to the mid forties Charles and Dad. 
<laughs> aren't they? They, yeah. they really are. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the washed out jeans and slightly baggy t-shirt, probably with a band on it, which is about 20 years old, that, and massive white trainers. Yeah. Well, the white trainers, the French, the French middle-aged French men can pull them off. Look at Fabian Gallagher. Yeah, but they're not the same things, are they? They're very, very different. They're, you're right. They're very you, you different. Are, right. And, and, the, and the one person who I know you'll appreciate, because I've been saving this one, the one person who I went up to after the third day in a row when I was at the same stadium he was, Ooh. Um, I, I went up to and said, I just, just wanted to come up and say, um, say hello, how are you doing? Um, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Olivier Magnier. Wow. Charlemagne yeah. himself. That was cool. That is yeah. cool. That's really cool. And, and the only other one, I didn't bother him because he was walking out of the Stade de France Stadium on Saturday night. But um, I was I was like doing that thing where you walk at the same pace as someone. So you're like, uh, and it feels almost feels awkward. And I just looked and then did a double take and it was Serge Betson. Wow, that is cool. I've seen him at Wasps. I'm sure I have. What, before or after you met Carol Vorderman there? Same day. I'm sure he was there that day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some famous ex-Wasps people. But it's only going to get ramped up. It's only going to get ramped up. The one concern I've got, JB, is that as the World Cup gets more and more intense, that more people are going to start applying for t- accreditation tickets and that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the bin juice that misses out. I don't know. So, I don't know. We've got a fairly large audience here. I think you'll be all right. You're holding yeah, the fort quite nicely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm. And now, uh, we spoke about rugby players that you met. Egg, egg chasers listeners? Any, oh, any- mate, it's so many. So many. Really? Oh, I like- like yeah, do you know we have we've got loads of Irish listeners? Yes, I I gathered we had some. We've got a lot, judging by um, just walking through the stadium. What's what, what's odd is I think that the, the, definitely I thought I, I'm not surprised that more people recognise me because I've done the BT Sport thing and the YouTube thing as well. But they definitely mention love the podcast. Um, I, I was. Um, are you doing? Are you doing it with the boys later? So it's not that they've that, that they that definitely listen to the pod, which is uh, um, my cool. advice is never speak loudly at Harlequins because you you get voice recognised instantly, instantly. <laughs> Harlequins is the one. I think we've got more Harlequins listeners than anywhere else. Maybe Bath, but the, the crowds have been amazing. They really have. It's um, yeah, it's good. I know you've chosen Dubai over the Rugby World Cup, but I, th- I think that might be an error, mate. Um. I guarantee it's not. <laughs> I guarantee it's not. Is it so, that good? Yeah. Somebody said to me, uh, and uh, as with Phil, might have been Layla, actually. Um, they were like, would you not want to go to Nice to, like, to watch a rugby World Cup? I was like, do I want to go to Nice when it's flooded full of middle-aged uh, rugby fans? Uh, no, I don't, thank you very much. I'll go to Nice when it's not flooded full of middle-aged rugby fans. So, um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm comfortable with my decision. If it was a home World Cup... I mean, the thing is with Tokyo and when we went to Japan, that was an experience in of itself. And I might never go back to Japan. I can go to France almost any time that I want. And I go to a lot of rugby games. And also, you've got to remember, during the Japanese World Cup, it was possibly the worst podcasting we've ever, ever done. Because we were battered. Not just a little bit battered. We were battered every single day. We could only get into the stadiums as fans rather than as press. And I'm pretty sure you're able to catch up with all the things that you need to, Tim, because it's easier to sort of navigate the French language and find out where the highlights are than it is the Japanese language. Like, you turn on a Japanese TV guide and try and find the rugby with their, all, the, all the little characters. Forget it. 
It's just not going to happen. So we couldn't watch any rugby. All of our Twitter feeds were shut down because the Twitter accounts that we follow didn't have the right licenses for Japan. It was just difficult. But going to Japan is an experience in of itself. Whereas going to France, yeah, not so much. So I think for the benefit of the podcast, it was probably right that only one of us went. Yeah, and you and I, I, I held the fort last time, so exactly. It's your it's your turn to shine. Yeah, no, it, it, it's fun. There's a, a, just a few things on them. What one thing I have been missing by not being there is it right that Samuel L. Jackson is advertising Warburton's bread in the rugby? I don't know because I turn it on at exactly at kickoff. I don't listen to any of the punditry, and I stop watching exactly at half time, and I start watching again exactly as the second half starts. I don't watch anything either side, so maybe. And the only time I watch it is when friend of the show Gareth Thomas is on because he's a shining example of how to be completely immoral and hold down a job. So I tend to watch him because I think I'm going to need his advice one day. Um, and is there still ten men? Or are you just you're not going to get the same question? You're not going to know. I- yeah, don't know. Unless Gareth Thomas is on TV, I'm not watching it. Uh, well, in. Um- in France, I've learned a few things. Um, oh, go on. Auto, auto glass is called car glass, but they have exactly the same advert, <laughs> um, just in French. Car yes, glass, it? replace more. Car glass, blah, 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 whatever it is. Okay, so it's, this it's is very similar to like, um, how Jif was Sif. So yeah. it's Jif over here and Sif over there. TJ Max is TK Max. TK Max is TJ Max, yeah. In America. Do you know why that is? No. Because in the UK, we've got... So it's TJ Maxx, but in the UK we've got TJ Hughes at the Liverpool department store, and they deemed TK Maxx to no TJ TJ Maxx to be too similar to TJ Hughes. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and there's loads of examples, uh, many, many, much more boring than the one I've given you, which is boring enough in of itself. <laughs> um, wonderful country though. Wonderful country here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's amazing though. And I'm going to be spending my birthday at Uruguay, Namibia on Wednesday. Ooh, that'll be a good game. Yeah, it's like a cup final for them, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. So, tell me about your next movements. Uh, That one, uh, so back to Leon on Wednesday afternoon. So I'm sort of about an hour and a half north of Leon. And someone Um, has emailed us with some restaurant uh, tips for you for Leon. But I don't think, I mean, Leon is meant to be the gastronomic capital of the world, so... Yeah, like apparently Michelin star restaurants in train stations is is really common. Yep, real so thing. You, you'll you'll have like you'll have a you'll be sitting in a little restaurant that doesn't look much, and it will have a TV screen with the with the train times on it, and you're being you're eating Michelin star food. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Well, I'll have a look at the email for that uh, for for those tips. But it's it's, it's tough in a camper van. I'm finding the cities really quite hard because. Um, you know, it's a park. You, can't, you can't take it. There's no, no, no it's a park. And all the car park spaces, like, like don't let anything more than one meter 90 in anyway. So I just can't get, I just can't get anywhere. See, this is where experience comes in. I think you'll get your head around it with a bit of experience. You'll pick up some tips and, and whatnot. I'm getting there. I'm getting there slowly but surely. But the, uh, the, the fixtures this week starts with Uruguay and Namibia. Um, sorry. Yeah. No, hold on. Namibia against, yeah, Namibia for Uruguay, isn't it? got no idea you tell me uh, yes it is uh, Wednesday nights in Leon Uruguay Namibia 5.45 kickoff JBT yep. time kickoff um, then on Thursday it's Japan Samoa which Ooh, is nice. I suppose that's basically 
Japan trying to qualify for the next World Cup? Yeah, actually, that's the next World Cup qualification position. I suppose Japan, if they win, then they could beat Argentina to get second. Crikey, you're right. And Samoa, if they win, could beat England to qualify. Yeah, so, yeah, that's actually a meaningful game. New Zealand, Italy is Friday night. I'll be at that one. That'll be good, hopefully. Uh, Argentina, Chile, South, South American game, Saturday, and then it's Fiji, Georgia. Be so Fiji to lose that one, but I don't think they're going to let, let it go this time. And I Scotland, so. Romania, they need another five points. And then the Sunday fixtures are Australia, Portugal, meh, South Africa, Tonga, meh. Yeah, not many great ones. Not so great games, is by there? By the time really? it gets to Friday, we've already had the meaningful ones. Yeah. And England on a week off. England, Wales, and Ireland on a week off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you want to save them for the last weekend. So it makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It, it's, it's all good. Is, is it? Does it feel like it's capturing imagination a bit more? Are you getting people that aren't normally into rugby talking to you about rugby? No, is the answer. Mm. Uh, I mean, look, I'm leading a very sheltered life of CrossFit and financial services at the moment. Beard Monaco Independent Financial Advisors, should you need us? Um, but uh, not should you need us? You do need. Well, everyone, you do need yeah. financial well, advice. What are we talking you about? Do. Everybody needs financial advice. Pension you need to hedge against inflation. You That's need right, to make Tim. sure your money's working for you. You need to. Make smart choices now, so that you know in years to come you can look back at the wisdom that you that you had years ago. You need that advice. So beard more and beard beard more. Beard more, beard more, beard more. Because it's three brothers, of course. Beard more cubed. (laughs) I do think beard more, beard more, beard more would be better than beard more and co. But yeah, beard more and co. There, there you go. Good advert, Tim. Well done. You should do these reads professionally. I'll, I'll think about that. I'll yeah. take that under under consideration. Yeah. Now, are you are you saying that to me in the in the guise of a financial advisor or a mate? Uh, both, both. It's great. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, I'll consider it. Okay. So, last thing: Have you listened to either? Our, have you listened to both the podcasts that we've done um, since you've not been here? I listened to. Uh, I, I was. I caught a bit of the Wales Australia one when I was in the car earlier today. I haven't listened to all of it. but okay. I've listened to the Saturday one. Okay, so the only reason I ask that is, do you want to add anything to anything that we've said before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, yeah. all I'll say is, you don't need to use words like idiots and morons. You can just let the facts speak for themselves. No, because you've you really got to paint the picture. <laughs> like, they, they, you, you can't imagine what was going on there unless I actually paint the picture for you. And it's those descriptive words that really, really you know, light up the imagination. All right, and the only other thing I'd say is that... Um, the the most nervous I was over the weekend. So on on the Saturday night, I was I couldn't believe how well, you must. I bet you you were really tense watching that game. I, I didn't really care whether South Africa or Ireland won, but I I was so my my nerves were shot to bits watching it. Yeah, I did want South Africa to win. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean uh, rugby won. Yeah, rugby rugby did win. So I, my nerves were already shot to bits, and then I was on the train to Leon on Sunday and watching. WhatsApp updates of your son's Lancashire Cup rugby oh, match. How was that? Was like so tense. I because it was a really tight game. What was the and, score? Uh, Broughton Parks, um, Rafi Quirks, Broughton Park under 16s won their opening game against Liverpool St Helens. Two proud That's old rugby in. clubs. Um, Fifteen to thirteen. Yeah, actually, talking of your son Tim, I, I've just seen your clan on the way to CrossFit. He can he can lift basically as much as me now. Or I've seen it. For it. I saw I saw all three of them 
down our road in your in your car on the way to CrossFit after dropping off my dog. There you go. There you go. So it's a cult. Yeah, it's cult, and it's a family, Tim, and it's a family. Yes, mate. Yes. Were they wearing? He doesn't wear camo though. I won't. I won't allow it. What? Why not? No, no camo colours. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with everything which you've just said then. <laughs> I wholeheartedly. Do you know, CrossFit at its best went back in the day. Do you know what the, do you know what the prize used to be for, for winning the, the CrossFit Games originally? No, what? A gun. Oh, amazing. <laughs> really, wow. Have you seen they've moved to where it is to Fort Worth now? Yeah, I think that's, that, well, I don't know if it's good or not. I mean, I was like, yeah, I want to go. But apparently it's very hot there in August. Let's go to Dallas. They've got the, 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 the thing that caught my attention is they have a rugby team there, so oh, we could also brilliant. we could all, we, we could also visit the Dallas Jackals. No, what are they called the Jackals, Dallas Saber Jackals. Ja- the, Hold on, the I'm, Jackal I'm gonna, Cats. I, I want to find this out. It's going to annoy me. Jackal Sharks. Because um, they'll be in pre-season ahead of Major League Rugby. So the the, the Landfish. Uh, I don't know whatever they're yeah, called. Dallas Jackals. Yeah, perfect. We can go visit. We can go visit the Dallas Jackals in yeah. pre-season. It's a great idea. It's a tremendous idea. I would love to do that. Yeah, so back to not letting um, Louis wear camo. I mean, bearing in mind that the original prize was a gun, I think he's he should absolutely... In fact, they should bring that back, <laughs> shouldn't they? If, if you win, you get a selection of AR, a, a, um, AR-15s. <laughs> I love it. I would compete love so it. hard for that. Awesome. Yeah, I think we must have exhausted everything. Um <laughs> Yeah, quite. Yeah, so so this coming weekend, um, I'm actually I'm flying back, so I'll, I'll be I'll be in person in the pod. Oh, wonderful! Well, that's just in time because Phil is in uh, Boston, so there we go. All all's well. Bingo. We'll have two of us in. We'll have two of us in, in person. I'm back for a few days just to check that uh, still married and the kids still know who I am. And yeah, the podcast studio hasn't burnt down. Everything's in order. Yeah, exactly. Just right. to do some do do all those safety checks, and then uh, and I'll be back out here for the for the rest of it Jay nice to catch up mate yes mate enjoy the rest of your few days and I'll see you on Sunday let the boys play let the boys play Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.